Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Securing a training contract is notoriously competitive and often involves several application stages. Law firms receive thousands of applications, and in order to be successful, you need to ace every stage. From the written application to the Watson Glazer test and the final assessment centre and interview. Drawing on the invaluable wisdom of our previous episode guests, this episode provides a guide on how to navigate the application process for a training contract. You'll hear from future trainee Shona Roberts, whose insight is particularly relevant having only gone through the application process recently. 
we go back to our conversation with ex-lawyer and digital content creator Eve Cornwell, who has achieved phenomenal success documenting her career online. We'll hear from newly qualified lawyer Sophie, whose platform Law with Sophie is centred around content to support aspiring lawyers. In addition, we draw on insights shared by trainee solicitor Amelia Platin, who has secured her role at a magic circle firm. And finally, US attorney and partner Paul Edelstein. So let's get started. Before you even begin to apply for a training contract, you need to understand what the role that you're actually applying for is. While this may sound obvious, if you can't currently answer the question, what is the role of a commercial solicitor? You're not ready to be applying for a training contract. So what actually is the role of a commercial solicitor? And more significantly, is it a career that you want to go into? Despite having now moved into the world of tech, Eve Cornwell started her career as a commercial solicitor at a magic circle firm. Explaining why she wanted to be a solicitor, Eve told us. I think in the difference between solicitor and barrister, when you start researching it, there's a very big difference in lifestyle in terms of who you work for, whether you work by yourself independently, whether you work for a big organisation. I knew I wanted to kind of work within a big organisation at the start of my career. That was the reason why I chose the solicitor route. Beyond why you want to become a solicitor rather than a barrister, you need to know why you want to be a commercial solicitor specifically. In Eve's case, I don't actually like law that much or the study of law. And when I say that, I kind of refer to like intricacies of judgments, legal doctrines, precedents, cases, very black letter interpretation of the law. However, I was super interested in business and entrepreneurship and commerciality. And so I was more interested in basically understanding how lawyers could facilitate companies making decisions rather than the underlying law that governed those decisions. Detailing how this translates into the actual role of a commercial solicitor, she shared. Obviously, it still requires quite a high level of academic legal fluency and education. But equally, it means that on an everyday basis, I don't spend a lot of time working with the law. I spend a lot of time working with businesses, which is what I definitely prefer to do more. Fundamentally, understanding the role you're applying for is critical, not only to ensure you're prepared for this question at the interview, but also so that you can see if it's actually something you want to do. Securing a training contract is something that requires a lot of work, dedication and organisation. And the application process is not something you can do half-heartedly. Importantly, you do need to be prepared to dedicate a lot of time. I think you were saying just before we started recording that when you start application season, it's literally like having another university module. It's like Mm -hmm. having another unit. You have to spend so much time applying to firms. Largely, the level of time required is due to the fact that you don't typically apply to just one firm. Given the low success rate of applications, it's sensible to apply to multiple. Purely administratively, this is a lot of work. For instance, say that you apply to 15 firms across one application season. For each of these 15 firms, you need to keep track of when the application opens and closes, and whether you've progressed to the next stage and have an action to complete. For example, the Watson Glazer or a video interview. In addition, it's normal to have a cutoff date for these actions to be completed. Beyond this administrative burden, each application needs to be at a brilliant standard. Just because you're applying to multiple firms doesn't mean you should put in any less work for each application. The key to achieving a high-level application? 
tailor your application to the firm that you're applying to? I think the biggest thing, and I think it's something that people never actually truly absorb, is killing any generic applications and making sure everything is really tailored and bespoke. They're like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but they don't actually do it. When I work with some of my mentees on their application and make it really specific with my knowledge of what I know of them, they're always like, oh, that's what you need. Like, really genuinely, can anybody else write that sentence? Because if they can, then it needs editing. It always needs to be brought back to you or the firm specifically. Otherwise, it's just going to read too generically. Combining the need for high-level applications and the administrative side of things, Shona made a little Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) I tried to make it as specific as possible. It had in one column all the different key competencies of the firm, which should always be on the graduate recruitment website. If they're at any event, it's worth asking, what do you look for? What is the ideal trainee and what skills do they have? And then I had an example that I was going to use in my words. And then when it came to interview prep, I did another column and that was about how I had linked that back to the firm or any firm specific experiences that I've had from any networking event. While you're no doubt keen for a training contract anywhere, it's so important to remember that if you are successful and accept the offer, it's a big commitment. As put by Amelia, you have to find a firm which suits you and that you are happy to work in for two years at the very minimum if you get a training contract. By spending the time to tailor your application, you'll hopefully gain enough research to know if this is a firm that you actually want to work at. Importantly, don't be afraid to talk about any non-legal experience. What firms are really looking for is potential. Well-rounded individuals that possess the skills that they think will make a brilliant commercial lawyer. So, Make sure you highlight any experiences that showcase your skills and interests outside of the legal field. If you're trying to demonstrate communication and time management skills, the experience of working a part-time job alongside your studies is probably far more relevant than a vacation scheme. Aspiring lawyers are often told that non-legal experience is relevant to their application, but don't believe it. But for Paul Edelstein, the best training for a career in law was... Being a waiter. And it's just no question about it because it taught me how to eat shit. That's what you had to do as a waiter. You had to deal with customers and bosses and all sorts of situations where you really couldn't give it back even if you wanted to. And then when I became a lawyer, wow, was that ever the best training? Because then you become a professional shit eater. That's what you do day to day as a lawyer. You have to take shit from judges, (laughs) clients, adversaries, Everything we do is a fight and being a waiter very much feels like that, like just being an expert in taking crap from all over the place, but being able to sift through it and ultimately come out on the other side. Firms aren't looking for you to be a legal expert. And frankly, no matter how much legal experience you have, you're not a qualified lawyer. Law is one of those things that even when you do vacation schemes, There's so much private information that the work you're doing isn't really like real work. That's not to say that legal work experience is irrelevant, but rather that non-legal experience may be a stronger example to showcase your skills. Beyond skills, you do need to demonstrate your interest in a legal career. Why are you interested in the law? It might be that your studies touched on a legal topic and you found it really interesting, 
Perhaps you experienced an injustice firsthand and turned to the law for a solution. Or you might have secured some legal work experience that did give you a direct insight into a legal matter. No matter where that legal interest came from, it's not enough just to explain why you are interested in the law. You need to show how you developed this from merely an interest to an active decision to pursue a legal career. You can do this by drawing a link between the interest and an activity that developed your understanding of a career in the legal field. Were you inspired to research a recent case relating to the interest? Did you find and listen to a podcast that talks about the interest from the perspective of a practising lawyer? Or maybe you undertook a virtual internship to learn more about the types of tasks you would do. There are so many firms doing forage schemes and everyone has different opinions on forage and whether it's realistic or not. But I think what I did for an insight scheme and what you do for a typical forage scheme, I think they are quite similar. You do get quite a lot of insight and there are videos from different members of the firm. You just don't really get that networking element. So why don't you take advantage of the virtual internships available? They're a great way to build your experience, demonstrate your commitment to the legal profession and learn more about different practice areas in commercial law. In addition, if you're applying to a firm that has virtual internships available, it's probably a good idea to complete one. You can gain a direct insight into the firm and level yourself to the other applicants who have completed it. But remember, whether you're including legal or non-legal experience, make sure that it's tailored. Bring it back to either you or the firm. Many firms use the Watson Glazer test as part of their pre-screening application process. This means that to even have your application reviewed, you'll need to meet their minimum benchmark. So I don't like saying that I hate anything, but I did hate the Watson Glazer test. The only way I feel that anyone can get better at it is just to practice it and to actually understand it. Try and know what the different sections are asking of you. Just practice and practice and practice. If you reach the assessment centre stage, one essential factor that firms are looking for is commercial awareness. As a corporate lawyer, your job won't be to cite the law, but to actually apply it to a situation in order to get the best outcome for your client. You need to know what's going on in the world so that you can relate it back to the firm and how it would help their clients. I actually have a good recommendation for commercial awareness in an interview. So I read the Commercial Law Handbook, which is the City Career Series Handbook. And it's really thin. I say that because like it's not a lot of reading and I'm really bad at reading huge amounts of volume. And I basically learned that back to front. As Eve notes, there's so much out there as well. For Amelia. It would have taken me about double the time to get where I am if I hadn't utilised all the amazing online services. I, in retrospect, had very little idea of what I was doing because I didn't have any of those connections. And so having all these amazing online resources, TCLA, Ziplaw, all these type of things are great and they really do help. Finally, if you are unsuccessful in an application, take note of any of the feedback you receive and use it to make your future applications even stronger. Quite frankly, a rejection after the hours of work you put in hurts. There's too much emphasis that's often placed upon the initial reaction of like just immediately going, oh, it's a redirection. It hurts. It's difficult. You really want the job. You might really financially need the job. It's okay to be upset about it. Take it personally. Spend several days crying. I did. As long as you kind of get up one day and you decide, right, I'm going to action this, it's fine. So how can you action it? 
We're often told to listen to feedback received, but what does this actually mean? I always put that in one document and I'd make a kind of action plan for each point that was raised by them. And I think, okay, how can I um, overcome or, or challenge this through either experience or either through just changing my technique or finding things online? Whatever steps you might take, learn from your feedback actively. And remember, it can only make you a stronger candidate in the future. So keep trying, keep learning and keep pushing and you will secure your dream of becoming a lawyer. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.